let my watch talk for me, my whip talk for me, my gat talk for me. Bah! What up, homie? My watch saying hi, shorty, we could be friends. My whip saying quit playing, bitch, get in. My earring saying we can hit them all together. Shorty, it's only right that we ball together. I'm in the bigger things, y'all niggas, y'all know my style. Yes, sir. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Throw Blacks with J5, Josh Pease, and MC. On Black Print Network. Throw Blacks, man. It's a new one. Throw Blacks. New new show. Throw Blacks. You know, it's funny. B-L-K-S and just black, like B-L-K. Yeah. My friends have a field day with that. They love that. <laughs> why? They just, they just think that's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> why we take? Because the thing is, there's no real reason why we took the A out of black. Nah, we just got to keep doing that. We got to keep yeah. branding that. Yeah. Like, well, we took the A out because Aryan. No Aryans. Yeah, you feel me? This is an African-American <laughs> podcast only. No Aryans at all. This is crazy. <laughs> I can't tell if you're dead serious about that. I am that dead. The, when am I never? When am I not dead serious about this Come type on. of shit? Come on. What's up, YouTube? What's up, patrons? What's up, public? We're back. New show. In case you didn't know, we introduced this a couple weeks ago on the Black Print, which you can of course listen to on our network. Uh, and it's basically going to be a show. It, it was. I saw the mind of Josh P. I feel like you've always wanted to do this type of show. Yeah. No. This is man. I've have always wanted to do this type of show. You understand? Like since. Like way back, I just think I don't know. I, I've had so many albums in my lifetime that have like been pivotal to me. Yeah, like albums that I just remember very vivid memories. Like that's how I connect memories. Like I have a terrible memory, so <laughs> I albums, wonder why. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, you know what, man? It's just genetically. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, uh, I just always wanted to do this, and I think you know, I'm looking forward to even you know getting into some other bags it's not just gonna be hip-hop i think we'll get into some some alternative shit i'm interested i'm not gonna do it right away yeah, but yeah. i'm interested in <laughs> i want to do um green day american idiot that's so like here here's my thing my my, yeah. my friend pat listens to our shows and he's just like i didn't know this about john every week like, <laughs> i didn't know this about john like he's gonna hear this and be like american idiot yeah whoa like- <laughs> absolutely want to do american idiot um i want to do um it's funny. There's like an Incubus album. I don't remember the name of it. Oh uh, man, listen, I can get into the Incubus bag. That yeah. that's those are my niggas. Yeah. Like I want to see them live. Like I've never like secret thing about me. I've never been to a live rock show. Alternative nothing. Oh, never shit. been. been to, I, I've been to a few just cause. Like I had some just some people. Like shots of Fat Possum out in um, Mississippi. Those are my boys. I've been yeah. to a few of their shows. Um, they had like a whole label and just a bunch of artists. Uh yeah, I don't know. I've been to random ass rock shows. I wanted to go to Trash this. Talk. Shout out to Turnstile to... too. Oh, my bad. I'm just shouting out rock. Trash game, Talk. Is... See, I know what's Here's up. Here's the thing, See, but, he, I be but, knowing, but MC, but... he said I don't be listening to that shit in the, in the whip. Where are you listening to it to? In, in... I I really don't be listening to it in the whip. I probably just listen to it at home one day. Like, <laughs> I just be I like I peruse, but I'm not like I can't say I'm a aficionado or something like that. I, oh no, I I don't. I'm not either. I think yeah. that is it's it's like something where it's like if we were to like deep dive i think people will really be interested in that because yeah, it's like we'll, we'll get to it yeah it's outside of our it's outside of our like comfort zone well yeah. not mine but yours in a lot of ways <laughs> but, but the world wants to see the world wants to see josh pulling up and chop suey is blasting <laughs> that's what they want that's, uh, that's system of a down josh would be a different be type crazy. of vibe that'd, that'd be, be crazy different. but today's album we're gonna we're gonna go back in time okay our my and and as we as we cycle back my clothes are gonna get baggier Mm. my hats are gonna get bigger mm-hmm. my chain is gonna be you know what i'm saying a lot bigger with a big jesus on it uh my earrings i never had earrings but my earrings are gonna be big from the mall <laughs> <laughs> and my shirt oh yeah 
is going to be G-Unit because we're going back to 2003. February 6th, I believe, right? Yep, yep. 2003 to the release of Get Rich or Die Trying. That is our first album on Throwblacks. Throwblacks, man. This is is a... I'm so excited for this to be our first album because I just have vivid, vivid memories of this album. 20 years old this year. Yeah, it's crazy, 20 man. 20 years. I'm, and I'm, We're old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm fucking old. I'm for, I'm for sure fucking old. I, I went to a Korean barbecue last night, and I'm hurting today. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm I do it to you. I'm hurt. Yeah. I'm fucking hurt. Like, a couple years ago, I would have been good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting up. Today, I'm like, oh, I ate too much, bro. Oh, man. Why the pain? Oh, just eating, just eating too much. Oh, yeah. It's all... Paul, it's, it's all meat. Yeah, you gotta see. You gotta gotta mix in a little. I they call it the banchan, I think. I'm yeah, they do have they do have that. Yeah, you gotta mix that in. But the, you gotta go hard with the salad. They be just bringing in a little one out. You be like, I need two. The, three. Yeah, like I need salad. I didn't eat no type of greens, bro. It was just straight meat, bro. Oh man, red meat. Oh, oh man. man, no wonder. I know how it be. I'm dying. The bull go kill me. But we here today, and we're gonna talk about get rich or die trying. I, what I want to know from you guys is. What did you guys know of 50 Cent before this album actually came out? Because in Virginia, we did hear uh, some of his freestyle stuff like that. Yeah. But it was never like he w- he could have just been just a mixtape rapper at that point. Nah, bro. Like, I have very vivid 50 Cent memories. In the, in the West, though? Me, yes. Look, so let me tell you. I found out about 50 Cent from a Columbia Records Power Over Dollar cassette sampler. Mm-hmm. I-, I got this from World on Wheels. Wow. My... Um, I, and it's crazy. I don't skate. I can't skate. I'm <laughs> terrible. But I used to hang Why out. Why are you at, World on Wheels? I used to just hang out there. World on Wheels was like the spot. They used to do this, uh, the lockouts or seven to seven. Yeah. Like they lock it out seven to seven. Um, I used to, my homegirl, who's actually on tour with Usher now, she's like the girl skating with him in the oh, show. Oh, wow. Yeah. She she skated. Her mom used to run the spot. So I used to just always be up there playing video games. That's crazy. Just hanging out. But somehow I got my hands on this um, Columbia Records Power of a Dollar sampler. And it had How to Rob on there. Okay. And I just fell in love with this record. I'm like, oh, this is my shit. Like, <laughs> it was a cassette, mind you. So I just, I knew about 50 early and I was just like, I just never really heard from him after that. Yeah. Like, I didn't really know who the fuck. And then, um, and then he popped up with the mixtape shit. And oh, I was like, God. oh, shit. I'm like, oh, this is that nigga. Where, where were you, MC? Were you still, were you in Florida yet or were you still in New York? I was actually in Connecticut. I was actually in Connecticut out in Stratford. Um, complete Drewski hands on this. I'm just going to say that. First and foremost, um, a lot of my bias at that point in time leaned a lot more towards Dr. Dre, Eminem, Aftermath, Shady. So I was tapped into the entire ecosystem of that. <laughs> You're the D12 nigga. You love D12. Listen. Huh? Uh, I don't know if it was that far. I love right. his proof. But proof let's, nice. let's be clear. A lot of niggas was into that that whole thing because oh, yeah. it was Dr. Dre. T- Dr. Dre ushered Eminem into black communities. Like yeah. crack. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was crack. And I think that's one of the most devious things he's ever done was be like, was give that cosign and be like, yep, he's the one. And we got us rapping about Britney Spears. But and no, it's killing funny. niggas. And- Drewski. Drewski. <laughs> but no, it's funny. I, 50 Cent, I was listening to an interview the other day and he broke it down so well. He's like, you know, what I represent as far as coming from the hood and, and the struggle and just like how I, how I have a I don't give a fuck attitude yeah. is what. Eminem represents for white folks, and that's what Dr. J represented for the the, the the generation before them. So it's like it all kind of connected through that lineage, and you know it it, it made sense in the grand scheme of things. But it was definitely some some trailer park. Yeah, shit. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I wasn't really tapped into the trailer park part of it, but obviously the hugest movie out in 2002 ended up being Eight Mile. Yeah. Um, 50 Cent was on the soundtrack, I, I want to say at least like three times. Yep. Places to Go was huge. Wangsta, of course, ended up being his single. And the uh, uh, the noise just started bubbling. I remember a lot of noise that was on MTV with Josh Gideon talking about 50 Cent is on the way. Uh, yeah. My dad actually introduced me to my first 50 Cent Project before Get Rich or Die Try ended up coming out. Um, I did not have any of the original tapes, so I did not know if 50 Cent is the future yet. I did not know of No Mercy, No Fear, uh, Automatic Warfare. I think it's Automatic Warfare. Uh, Bulletproof was not until after Get Rich or Die Trying, yeah. and the third one was the one that escapes me. But he had a big mic CD. Connecticut, for sure. <laughs> Connecticut, for sure. And that had the original Ja Rule duets on it. Shit. Um it had a couple of the other freestyles that were on the tape, and I was like, this is completely insane. So then, lo and behold, listen to that before Richard, Richard I tried started coming out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I want to do something really outside the box here. Do you guys have a picture of where you were at that year? That time in life? I have a full... Uh, yeah, you know what? I do, actually. I, I sent it to you guys recently. Remember uh, that... With the, with the, the Harry cornrows? Potter? Yeah, the cornrows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That cornrows back then. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is where I was at. This is where I was at at, the, at that time. Oh, this man. This is where I was at. Oh yeah, I see it. I see it. We got to like put this on the. Uh, this is where I was at, Mark. On the screen. <laughs> Hold on, let me. I think I've. I think I've showed you this before. We'll add it toward the video. To yeah, sure this is. I'll send this is where I was video. at. This is where I was at. I rock aware all down. Had the rock aware headband. See, I gotta find a picture because I have a picture just wearing a red version of that outfit. It's funny because I thought I was for for sure. I thought I was. I was fifty Cameron. Back in the day, <laughs> 50 cam? I thought I was fifty cam back 50 in the cam. day because those were my two. Like Jay was my like number one, mm-hmm. but it was after that it was like it was like it's it's too it's too trendy to like cam. I gotta like fifty. I gotta like I gotta like or not cam. It's too, 50, it's too trendy to like Jay. I gotta like cam. I gotta like fifty. Jewel Santana. Well, I say he was gonna be the greatest rapper of all time. Wow. When we get to diplomatic on, community, yeah, no, you understand. I'm gonna cry. I had a Jewel's post out the uh, "What the Game's Been Missing" poster in my room. Oh like, my god! I had a man. That's some crazy, crazy posters. Poster. Yeah, right. I had stole it off of like street side. Like you understand, when my mom used to drive around and we would see those like street postings, so it's like, a car. Uh, yes, and I would hop out <laughs> and rip it off like a, a light post and run in the car real quick. I had like Young Dro. Jeezy, Snowman, uh, what the game been? I had so many. Them That's hard. You understand when you're driving by, you don't notice how big them shits are. Yeah, just a huge, <laughs> a huge ass posters in your room. <laughs> But um, but, you, the, but did you clean the, them? Because there's a bunch of niggas yeah. that's walking by like scraping. Nah, like nah. I would like it, it's crazy. Like I would back in LA, they would have them like stapled to poles. Yeah. So it's like I would just rip them off and then like yeah. Oh, but did you you didn't worry about like ripping the whole thing? Did you? Nah, because like they were staples. So I would like get the staples like the right way and yeah. I just yeah, and just rip it off. Yeah. That's that, and that's one thing that I like. It's such an advantage living out here is that y'all get the billboards, the posters. We never really got a lot of that uh. where I was at. So like we had to like go to like an album signing or like the first yeah. week what they used to do at um at we used to have this place called DJ's uh CDs and tapes. That huh. was the, that was our it was our like kind of mini chain yeah. in Virginia where you could get all your th- and they give you the CDs or the tapes in a brown bag. Oh shit. That shit was like I, I'll never forget that brown bag from DJ's. I would I would ask my mom, take me to DJ's, I want to get the new Jewel. I want to get I, I want to get for me to you. Yeah. I gotta get that shit out of there. I gotta get for me to you. I gotta get come home with me. All that stuff out of there. So like we would go to DJs and they would give you posters when you would um buy the buy the CDs yeah. the first week. They would give you the poster because okay. they just had them just in the back. So that's how we would get our music posters back in the day. But that's where I was at back in the day. 
MC, I would love to see your pictures of where the fuck you was at, clothing line wise, clothing wise. I'm Rockefeller down. I'm Rockaware down. Well, first off, the Big Mike tape, by the way, it was called "The Future Is Now." I knew I had this. I knew I had the damn. Uh, I knew it was something wrong. now. Yeah, I figured it was the something. Future now. is now. Yeah, the Future Is Now mixtape was the one that I had. Um, my my attire back then, I do have a photo of like me sitting in my computer chair here from 2002. I don't know if you're gonna be able to see it. I'll put it up in the. <laughs> I'll put it up in the video there. But uh. Back then, it had to be like South Pole. Um, Shit, I was big yeah, on South I'll, Pole. I really did. I really did like a I lot of South Pole. Hated South above, Pole. above R- most RP fifty five. Yeah, I was very RP much Rockaware, Fubu, Nietzsche, Nietzsche, Nietzsche. I those. definitely had some. In the, I thought it was E Nice, but that, I'm like, <laughs> DJ. I think I might be thinking of DJ E Nice. I had a uh, academics. Academics was academics one. Academics was the one. That's why I was confused with DJ Academics because I thought they was coming back. Man, when he came out, I, I'm still <laughs> mad that they ain't like tried to like sue. Like I don't like that. Like <laughs> academics need to go get this nigga. And he done ran off with the shit. It's too late now. Yeah, he yeah. spelled the same way and everything. Yeah, the, the exact same way. Yeah. He, he ran off with it. It's probably because he used to wear that shit. He probably used to like be academics down. Who knows mm. though? But I want to get to the Eminem part because again, like I said, he was kind of shepherded into the black community. I sound like one of them, like one of these yeah. type of podcasters. Yay, hey, my brother. He was, that was third eye. That was third eye-ish. He was shepherded, ah. but I don't mean, but at the time, he was the biggest thing rolling. Like, that's yeah. just w- without a doubt. And then all of a sudden, you see this black dude with him that's not proof or bizarre or fucking. You got a real nigga. It's like, Swift, yeah, like it's just a Kniva. bunch of <laughs> Kaniva or somebody. Yeah. He's, and, and at that time, Eminem was kind of branching out because just the year before, he's like, you know what? I'm going to start producing my own record. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm going to actually make this Shady Records imprint into something. Yep. And at that point, you had 50 Cent on or signed to Shady Aftermath. And he was an incendiary figure because all of New York hated this nigga. I'm all about a dollar. Yeah. What the fuck is 50 cent? Mad niggas is this yeah, the whole, this time. That's what was so compelling about him too. Like I remember like the whole Murder Inc. 50 cent shit. That shit yeah. just made it just, I was like, okay. Like I remember in middle school, they had clicks. Like it was yeah. like Murder Inc. and, and G Unit. That's and, dangerous. Like, they were fight. They had a big ass fight at school. And <laughs> oh I'll never forget. God. I was just, was, at that time, I think I was just like, Kanye was around that time. So I was like, I was a Kanye nigga. I had like yeah. polos and shit on. Like I was just like, <laughs> But I seen that shit. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, you understand? I used to have like all the Rockerwear sweaters, and oh, I would have hard. polo shit. Like, at first, I just had Rockerwear sweaters. Then Kanye came on, I started putting polos under them. I'm like, oh yeah, we on some shit. What did y'all think of the niggas who was wearing the state property? Yeah, I thought the niggas was dangerous. <laughs> state fall, state, state fall property. Away. If nah. y'all don't know, state property had jeans that had a compartment you could put your gun in. Yeah, I, I don't remember that, but I remember <laughs> state property was hard to find. Uh, up against the wall had like a few shit, but it was just like it was just like they shirts. Ha- it never got cold enough out here. Yeah, they like they didn't really. Yeah, yeah, because they state property was like workmen's overalls and big ass <laughs> bubble coats and shit. It was Philly attire, was hey, definitely man. Philly attire. There was nothing cool or fashionable about SP clothing at all. I did, but to the point of, of fifty, I did have G in the sneakers. Like I, I remember when those came out. I had um. Oh man. Gina clothing too. I had a couple sweatsuits. I for sure had some Gina sweatsuits. It was cool. The yeah, yeah, yeah. the logo, and I think that I think the script logo, the Gina script logo, mm-hmm. the, the one that's like on their 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 label, one of the most iconic to me scripts ever because it's all lowercase. Yeah, 
that's the crazy part. It's all lowercase. And I was looking at the chains recently, like the spinner chain. Like now everybody got big circle chains, but yeah. 50 was the first nigga with the big spinner, like huge. That shit was crazy. That shit was dragging down to his damn <laughs> leg. Like that shit was crazy. One of the first kind of big moments for 50 was the Justo Mixtape Awards. Oh yeah. When he showed up to that, came out, performed, shut it down, and that's when MTV, who used to strangely per- like report news the, the, yeah, yeah news crazy. but also the just on mixtape awards if you guys are like that shit was a moment I, though yeah, i remember reading about it online and then seeing it on mtv like oh shit this shit they were it. doing it in fucking yeah. puerto rico they yeah. doing it all times well, the places. puerto rico shit was um the mix the mix show power summit okay yeah, yeah and that then was. yeah yeah that was so that was the big thing there and like that's where all the radio djs would yeah. meet up and all the new artists would go out there everybody like that was their freak nick yeah no that like it's funny i was just thinking like that energy needs to be brought back to, to music um i think now in our day and age we got complex gone yeah but that was um you know they used to have jack the rapper too yeah which used to happen in miami i believe or in the florida somewhere it happened in orlando the last one was in orlando mm-hmm. and that's when they got like a big ass fight and they was like we can't, we do, can't this do this shit no more yeah rappers it- y'all ruining the culture with y'all <laughs> with bullshit y'all beast shit man Come but on, that's why dog. we love 50 because again he embraced the role and we're going to talk about this a lot in this episode he embraced the role of the bad guy and when you listen to his interviews i think the one thing that stuck out was that every time you listen to it i was like yo he's really talking that shit but he sounds intelligent doing it yeah and i think at that time we had not heard gangster rap like that we were still firmly y'all in the kind of like the Jiggy era, like yeah, he nah. was not talking no gangster and shit. And even with with the energy that Jaru was bringing, it was like very much like player shit, like yeah. just you know popping X and yeah, yeah. singing and just <laughs> popping like, X. That's what they was on, like <laughs> bro. I used to look at those shit. I, I like I go back and listen to old music, and I'm like, damn niggas is really doing e. Like I, like how they be tripping on this generation. I'm like, nigga, y'all was tripping. Yeah, Perkies and shit. Yeah. Like yeah, it was on X. And I think one thing that that's that's huge, and I would love to talk about this like at length, is that. 50 Cent w- came from the ashes of the Jay-Z Nas beef, where after that beef was kind of done and dusted, there was kind of an opening. It yeah. was an open there where it was like, okay, two of our biggest kind of juggernauts had had this beef. People had chosen a side, and mm. out of that came this guy that had no affiliation with either, yep. and he was like, no, fuck that. I'm the new bad guy now. Fuck yeah. that shit. And it was a new type of energy that we just didn't have because we w- we went from like super lyrical, these diss tracks were, were being like debuted on on late night radio no that shit was it was that was a great time in hip-hop because i think it really it sparked the competition yes it was like we i want to be better and um and i think it was just great because it wasn't like i think now when the competition in hip-hop is just like how disrespectful can i be but back then it was like how i i'm better than you and i rap better than you and like and i'm gonna disrespect you right and it was just you know it just fueled a lot of good music and good creativity and i I don't know, like I think that's missing in hip hop currently. Absolutely, like I know people are like even when the NBA shit like that, people are like y'all are too friendly. And it's like in some in some ways, it's like okay, yeah, no one has to like hold the grudge, but if you want to be the best, you got to be yeah. better. Like, people got upset at Wayne like literally a couple weeks ago for saying, "I'm sorry, Jay, I'm still the best rapper alive." Yeah. And people got mad at it, like he hasn't been saying it for like, over a decade. Nobody Crazy got the energy ever. no more. It's Nobody, crazy. and. But I think the difference between Fifty was that with Jay and Nas, you never got the sense that there was any danger. Yeah. But with 50, 50 was like, he introduced a new type of danger into the beef in that when we found out he got shot nine times. Yeah. And I think that, again, you hear about 50 getting shot nine times. I don't think it was as big of a news item until 
the Interscope machine started working the nine times into everything. Nah, I think when he got shot, that was like a little, because it's funny, I'm telling you, I knew about 50 from Power Over Dollars. Yeah. So like when he got shot, I kind of like saw it pop up on the blimp of like internet news. It was on like TV. That. Yeah, I yeah. remember seeing it, but I was just like, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you pop back up with the music, but it, it definitely, it gave him that edge. Yeah. It gave him that edge like this, like nigga, this nigga is nine times like what like <laughs> to come back from that is crazy he was like superman yeah and then you see him perform with bulletproof vests on yeah you see him with guns all the time it 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 took you back to and i didn't grow up with the knowledge of what's going on when nwa came out but this was kind of like that era Bro, again for us it was so sick he had his opposition pulling up medical reports like, nah, he only got shot three times, <laughs> but it came out like, nah, like, bro, that was really happening. I remember seeing that. I think it was like, um, Cadillac Tower, one of them, like, yeah, that, yeah. like, this shit is crazy. So, yeah, man, he brought the, the, the villainy to yeah. hip-hop. And the, and the danger, and then you get the 2002 end of the year, like like uh, MC said, he's on he's on 8 Mile, but you're introduced to Wangsta. Mm-hmm. And by all intents and purposes, this beat is one of the worst beats you could have ever heard in your life. No, see, it's, it's oh, a bad on. beat, dog. Not, no, it's not. It's a bad no, beat. No, it's not. Dog. It's a bad beat. It's that, a bad it's beat. It's funny. Money XL did that beat. I don't think that's a bad beat. I think that beat, I don't know, like, that era of hip-hop just has interesting beats. I think that beat's not a bad beat. You hear that beat behind fucking the traffic report on the radio thing, now. <laughs> like, it's a bad beat, but it's a good. It's a good beat. Like it's it's a bad beat, but a good song. I don't know. I think it. I think it has sounds that are, that you don't hear in no other music. No, it sounded like it was made on like a, a Casio or something. It might have been. been. It might have been. <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. Like back in the day, obviously, I'm not. I, it, it it's something that you didn't hear often with the lyrics in that song. Like you hear this beat now, you're like they no, might be talking some some bullshit on it, and he's talking like some grimy shit on it. I feel like about a lot of his production, he had a lot of sounds that you wouldn't really hear yeah. on a lot of shit. Like I think even in the club, like yeah, there's no beat like in the club. That's a great fucking beat, first of all. But there's no beat like in the club. I, I've like it's cinematic, yeah, it, but it, cinematic was still like a club banger. Like you most cinematic music, you can't play in the club, right? Like, but that's cinematic and like. You hear in the club right now, you might go up. Like, it's a, yeah, of, yes, yeah, you're going to go up. Like Even in listening to this album, and he, he puts in the club at like song like number four or five on the yeah, album. Like five. You got to wait a long yeah. time for you get to it. But the shit before is so crazy. Like Eminem's on number three. Yeah. Like, that's I, that's like, major. Yeah. If he if they, if this is on streaming today, yeah, it's like those this. first three songs would be the most streamed songs of mm-hmm. the year. Yeah. Because you, you li- for one, the first song is five seconds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, then, the, that's the intro of the quarter. That and even that, it's like nigga, the quarter is just like that. Who I, thought of that? Ah, yeah, I would love to know who started. <laughs> who thought, of, thought that. of who thought of put of, of flipping the quarter and letting it hit the ground on the table and then and just going in. Yo, what up? <laughs> yeah, this is great. I, I don't know. Are we going into track listing now? What I, 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 I want to get to. Yeah. I want. I want to get from Wangster to in the club because okay, in yeah. the club, I think dropped. Uh, I want to say was it was it January of that next year? Yeah, let's see. In the club, yeah, January January seventh. Yep. So we we're we're still y'all we're still fucking with Wangsta. Um, Eight Mile came out in November. It's crazy. Wangsta, uh, Wangsta, yeah. was in November. Two months later, we get in the club. The video drop. It was that there was a MTV behind the, behind the video. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because yeah. we had it was it was prime time, bro. Eight PM. We get the first time you're gonna hear the song. You heard it on the radio. It premiered on the radio the next day. I wish A Plus is in here because I know he remembers this day. The 6th of January when they yeah. played this shit 24 hours. And then you see that <laughs> video. Yeah. 
I remember that shit. He comes from the bot from the top of that fucking shit. Come on, man. Go, go, go. It was a motherfucking aftermath uh, rapper camp. Like, Bro, it was a rapper yes, boot camp. That's what yeah, it was. That, that was, was fire. Video, like. When Exhibit was in that shit, that but that's one bro. thing I miss about fucking videos, Exhibit bro. Exhibit in the cut, like come on, <laughs> like the good cameos, like the shout out in the cameo. Like that's what I miss about this shit. Rap videos don't have good cameos because y'all niggas is too busy trying to be cool, man. You know what my favorite video cameo was was um damn what's that uh it's a Young Thug song when they're like uh is it Mayweather? And they're like backstage of the show and just oh yeah, little babies in there. Yeah, it's just everybody's in the back, yeah. just backstage. Trey songs. Yeah, it's, it's the most <laughs> random cameos in the back. Because I think that was at the Meek Mill show yeah. in Atlanta that day, and everyone just happened to be there and yeah. they just performing. Actually, th- Boosie and and Fuck Cancer is one of the best cameos. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is that is actually. most random because it's like he's giving Boosie shit and like Boosie just like what the fuck is this? why am I here? But I that video to me. <laughs> It will come on, like, because I went to school, like, super early. We all wake up, go to school. Yeah. That video comes on 6 a.m. That gets you ready for the day. Oh, yeah. Like, I used, Yeah, I used to have, like, the... I used to watch the video. Then I had, like, the mix. I used to make my own mixtape. Yeah. I had all this shit, like, in a Walkman, walking to school. I'm like, yeah, this 50 was that nigga. First song on, on all of them. MC, what, how did you feel the first time? Where were you the first time you heard In The Club? First time I heard In The Club, I, more than likely I would have heard it on MTV because I ended up being a I was I was a pretty big Viacom head back then. So you know when I get home, TRL three fifteen, let's go. I'm ready. TRL three fifteen, let's get right. What's the top ten? I need to know what the top ten is because I want to debate it in my own head. Six o'clock comes one oh six. What are they doing on the black side? What's the top ten on? What's the top ten on one oh six? Seven thirty. Direct effect. New video premiering. Show it to me. What What do you say? Direct effect. Direct, direct effect, effect. Was 7 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, direct effect was 7 o'clock. Damn, I don't remember direct effect. It was mainly TRL 106. No, you know what's crazy, though? Because direct effect came like later. Direct effect was their thing to kind of combat 106. 106, yeah. 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 yeah DJ Clue was hosting yeah. it. You don't remember that? <laughs> no, DJ I Clue, that. the host. You might have caught it and then even know what the fuck it was yeah. called. DJ yeah. Clue, the host, was a, was a strange era, bro. Right? Like, damn, this is how you look? <laughs> because the thing is, is that I, I felt this, though, and maybe I don't want to be fucked up, but I felt this, though, a lot of people like looked at DJ Clue like, this nigga? Yeah, cause, I mean, after backstage and this bitch and that nigga, yeah. I, it made me mad because I was a DJ Clue fan. Like, you understand? Like, I remember I had my yeah. turntable, so I'm yeah. like, oh, Rockefeller, Rockefeller, oh, DJ Clue, I fuck with him. We got yeah. the hard mixtape, <laughs> hard ass songs in the mixtape. I'm like, oh, I could do that. This nigga bitched and backstage, I'm like, oh. that's how it really be for yeah. DJs a lot of the time. But, but yeah, like that, that whole era was such a great era for just hip hop, bro. Yeah. Because there were, and, and, and to your point, Mark, there were so many avenues where you could have heard in the club. And that yeah. song shot to number one Everywhere. almost immediately yeah. when it came out. It was number one on TRL. I think they had to retire it. Um, it was number one on 106 in Park. I think they had to retire, retire it there, too. Mm-hmm. And then Direct Effect played it almost every every time, sometimes they could, twice. But it was one of the biggest singles of the year. Probably one of the biggest hip-hop singles of all time. Yeah. No, it's crazy. And, that, and I just was like doing my research, reading about the making of that record. Like He recorded that record just to the drums. That's nuts. And when Dre heard it, he was like, I didn't think he was going to take the record there. Yeah. Like, just what he was saying. I can hear you. Like, that, he didn't think he was going to go there. And then he was like, all right, like, we got to beef this up and yeah. make this as big as the records you just made. And it's just so interesting that 50 Cent, like, that's why I love him so much. Like, he, you know, he had all the, the controversy around him, but he was an artist. He's a great song- yeah, songwriter. Yeah, great songwriter, great lyricist great flows like mm-hmm. there's so many different flows in this album yeah i'm like yo and just even how he raps he's from new york and he raps like a southern dude yeah that, and that's that, i wanted to get to that too when we get to the album is that his his cadence started 
in a lot of ways, kind of people accepting the South mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because yeah. it was him, it was Dipset, it was a couple other people, yeah. Fabulous, a couple other people in, in New York that embraced the South that was like, hey, we got to stop kind of, we're getting a lot of our flows from, the, from, yeah. from this shit. And, and that's where, even, in, even in, in the club, he don't rap like a New York dude. He could kind of rap like he's from the West. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> no. I, once we get into it, Get Rich or Die Trying is a West Coast album. 100%. Like, I don't think people understand. All the sound palette of that album is yeah. a West Coast album. There's moments in there, like Wangsta, where yeah. you kind of got that. That's more of an East Coast sounding song, but that's this album sounds like some post G Funk, like yeah. Aftermath. This is what Aftermath, this is what Aftermath does. It's crazy that you said that he he created the song to the beat because the beat isn't even a normal 4 4. The, yeah. the actual drums are like no, not so normal. To that point, shout out to Mike Alonzo, uh, Alonzo, uh, Alonzando. Yeah. Producer from Los Angeles. Uh, was one of Dre's prodig- uh, protégés, mm-hmm. went on to do shit for Carrie Underwood, Pink, and all type That's of crazy. people. This dude basically kind of made the beat with Dre's arrangement. And, like, he just, I can tell, like, all those songs, he wrote, like, five songs on the album. Yeah. All the songs he worked on in the club, If I Can't, those are the big records. Those are the anthems, mm-hmm. that, the anthems mm-hmm. you can play in the club. Yeah. You can play If I Can't in the club. Right now. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, that's crazy that, you know, they were able to make these type of records and 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 make them cross over so many different like lanes and demographics. Right. Like I, I don't see that from hip hop now. Like no. a song like I just want to rock maybe is close to that, but that's that's that song to me is one of Uzi's that song's songs. A, well, he could play he can we could he can perform that song anywhere. I just saw him doing it like an Oscar party and I thought about it. I'm like, oh that crosses over to like an Oscar party yeah. to fucking rolling loud. Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> but I also I tell people all the time that song's accident. You think? <laughs> you no, think so? It was absolutely a snippet that kind of just got leaked. Yeah. And then like that's why the song is like a slow down hook, then a hook, then a half a verse, and yeah. then the, the song's over. So that song's an accident. They just put it out. They were like, "Oh, this shit's catching traction on TikTok. Let's just throw it out." I couldn't imagine a second verse of that song though. Yeah, I mean he can't. Yeah, he didn't do it. <laughs> Literally, like that song is an accident. Like, it, but again, we're in an era where it's it's a full body of work. Yeah. And it's crazy that even within the the actual recording time of of Get Richard I Trying, which you're going to get into now, February sixth, a month after, can you imagine? Like we was like a lot of people are like now they kind of they kind of do album rollouts like this now, where it's yeah. like we put the single out and then boom. But Fifty had Wankster before that, which was already on the chart. Yeah, no, his shit was already moving. Like that's why I was like, we gonna put Wankster. Put it out. It's like yeah, and the crazy part about it is they um. They had to push that album up yeah. a week because of bootleggers. I had the bootleg version. The bootleg came out in January. <laughs> yeah, like I had the bootleg for show. Like I was just like, oh, this is fire. Like, and back in the day, we were used to that RNS era, that yeah. Rap Godfathers era, where we would have it two weeks before. We we're like, okay, it comes out when February sixth. I have it February uh, January twenty fourth. Yeah, like yeah. we'll we'll definitely have it two weeks before. And I remember hearing the leak, but it was terrible quality. But mm. when you got that CD, that's when you fucking knew. Look, let's, I mean, let's just get into the album. Let's talk about the cover. Yeah, the cover. Everything. Iconic. Was, yeah, like that. Just the fucking Gucci fucking gun. Best, yeah. Like, I'm like, bro, like, you just look like a fucking supervillain. Like, <laughs> you literally look like a supervillain on this cover. The I wanted, like, the, the, this, the symbolism and the imagery of the gunshot going through the heart, going mm-hmm. through, the, through the cross, to me, is, is an iconic piece of imagery and again shows you just how deep i i feel as though how deep 50 cent was thinking about making this really kind of a statement piece yeah this is what it was and and like it like even just inside of the booklet i fucking miss album booklets y'all 
Yeah, I can't oh. remember the last hour. I'm trying to remember. Did Gary Shadai try and have the holographic cover too? Yes, it did. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I had to. Yeah, that was like the special edition. You understand? Because it would go like it would it would move yeah. the chain. Yeah. So you understand? I made my dad drive to multiple Best Buys. Oh shit! To get the holographic edition that came with the bonus DVD. Yeah, I never forget. We found it at the Best Buy in Culver City on Washington. And nigga, as soon as we got in the car, we. Bust that back up. Like literally, that was a CD I listened to with my dad. Like I was like, "Damn, it's like it's bridging, it's bridging the gap." Because there's never been, I don't think there's been a phenomenon like Fifty Cent was in our in basically in our lexicon since. I mean, because I I I like you could say Drake was, but like I don't feel like older people like Drake. You know what I'm saying? Drake is very much a a, a, of the moment generational type artist. Like you got to you had to be there. With fifty, everyone was there. Everyone had tapped in. Like yeah. every like white people was calling fifty cent. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was the cool thing about it too. Like Drake to the older generations is just stay safe. Yeah. Where fifty cent was like made safe music, but was not safe looking. So yeah. like, oh like <laughs> they want that yeah, they wanted that juxtaposition and like yeah. I don't know, it's just interesting, man. Like it it he he really like even what he is now as a persona, it's like he really made the bad guy likable yeah he earned that yeah he earned like, that like he'll never get like the looks that snoop gets because the snoop is really just all around likable well snoop he, would just do anything yeah <laughs> wait samc on top of that it's not necessarily saying that you know gang talk and gunshots were brand new to hip-hop at the time obviously it's been there for x amount of years but to have that at the level and the stature that 50 cent was at the point in time there were points where international editions didn't even want to publish that gunshot like this yeah. was not something yeah. that normally made an album cover no so look at the international edition of get rich or die trying it's just him with his shirt off yeah posing no glass there's no gunshot yeah, yeah no I, glass break yeah. i was gonna say like he is off of the clean version of the album like it took a whole song off because it was like the song entire was so song yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is off the point you're trying to do heat yeah like you can't even put this whole record so hey alexa play black print radio on now now playing black print radio here it goes exactly what's up i am betty who and i am live on amp michelle beetle the kid Merrill. live play music we talk on playlists that resonate with you and you guys get to interview me so we get to flip the script a little bit real connections with real people like the access to the library of the world of music <laughs> and can i curse yeah connection is everything sharing music in real time only on amp on amp on amp the song in the club, and along with a lot of other records, recorded on a five-day session with Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, as Josh said, Dr. Dre was amazed wow. with, 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 with how he did it. All the songs that Dre did, he did in five, in, in, in five days. The rest of the album was kind of put cobbled together. Uh, some of the stuff was on his mixtapes. Some of the stuff was, was, was new stuff. But a lot of the beats that were on this album were, were supposed to go to rock him. Well, yeah. See, that's the thing. I, I, yeah, like... I. I hear some of the beats, and I'm like, oh, I hear Truth Hurts on that. Yeah. Like, what was it? Um, 21 Questions. Mm-hmm. Like, 21 Questions is such a... And that was a record that wasn't even going to make the album. Like, they were, like, contemplating not even putting that on the album. Which is crazy. And ended up, they asked 50, and he was like, yeah, I want that on the album. Yeah. And they made it. Because 50 knew. Because 50's a, a funny nigga, right? Because that's the most Jaw Rule-like song on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just that, and that record is just one of those records where, like, I love when I go to Starbucks and I hear the jazz version of that record. <laughs> like, I just think that it's so it transcends. And it's that's romantic. Why, but that, but if you hear the beat, that sounds like an R and B beat. Yeah, like that sounds like one of them them two thousand R and B records. Truth hurts could have got on. And it also transcends culture. And it also transcends cultures. Mike Towers, a Latino artist, ends up flipping it. 
his record girl is like one of the bigger, you know, mm. Latin pop, Latin rap songs that there are out there. I remember hearing that a couple months ago. Well, not a couple months ago. It was like around like about a year after quarantine. And it blew my mind. You really don't think about how many different, you know, nationalities and countries that G Unit has touched in that entire run, even though they told you multiple times when DJ Wookie would be like, hey, we're in Lebanon for the week. Yeah. <laughs> you start thinking about how crazy that is until 20 years later. Yeah, yeah. for sure. No, it, it, again, as we get into the album itself, as we said, it opens with the with the coin drop. Then we hear What Up Gangsta. One of the best intros of all time, you think? The coin drop? No, the uh, oh, What, what Up Gangsta? Gangsta. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is one of the best albums of all time. Oh, a hundred percent. But, but I, like, just intro wise, I think everyone knows when you hear it. Like, and it's just so <laughs> universal. What up, blood? What up, cuz? What up, <laughs> yeah. gangsta? He's like, yo, I'm for all of y'all. Like, yeah, you understand? Like, it's just, it's he's making universal music with what he's doing. Like, I don't know if y'all remember one of the bonus tracks, um, in the hood. Yeah. With Brooklyn, whatever happened to her. <laughs> I'm like, but um, on the hook, she says, um. From Southside Queens to Inglewood. Yeah. And I love, I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, they shot on Inglewood. I, was, like, I used to go up to that. Like, that was always on my mixtape. He always had that respect because, again, like you said, it's the West Coast album yeah. in feel and in theme. But also, he was over there with Dre. Mm-hmm. And he was over there learning about this shit. From and he Dre. was in LA. Like, you yeah. gotta understand, he had just got shot. He's yeah. like, I'm not about to be in New York. I'm about yeah. to be in LA. Politics. He left. Exactly. Yeah. But we get into two songs that I, that, that I, that I like in particular, Patiently Waiting with Eminem. Eminem mm-hmm. produced it. I think one of be- Eminem's best produced songs that he's ever done, because again he he gives himself he always gives himself like a flair on the song. Like in this song, yeah. he gives himself the the uh, the the hospital yeah. the, the beeping noise and shit <laughs> like that. And, and I'm just like, of course you gave that to yourself. But what did y'all think of Eminem as a producer? I you know it's funny. I like the earlier Eminem production mm-hmm. because I could tell he had co-producers. Like yeah. even on this, like Mike worked on this. Uh, Mike yeah. worked on this one. His resto um, was his big, yeah. his big co-producer. So it's like you could tell that he had people kind of like coaching him through the process, and he was just kind of going in there and yeah. like kind of just not pantomime. He was probably putting really hand to the pad. Drum, you you could tell an Eminem song from the yeah. drums. <laughs> but I, I like his earlier production more. Um, I loved Eminem in this album. I've always been a big um opponent of eminem like i just kind of <laughs> just critic i, was, I would say yeah. more than anything i love eminem i, I his earlier music it's but, good. I, but i always feel the type of way about him but i love this era of him i think he really complimented 50 cent really well like i think i wish this was the time when people did collab albums because i would right. love the 50 cent that would have been crazy that would have been really like if you put all their songs together in like an 11 track yeah. like just all the songs they've ever done together that's a that's a classic album. honestly i wouldn't even be mad if they fucked around and did one right now like they still got that chemistry. I'm yeah, sure. like I'm, I, they still got that chemistry, and I know like Fifty Cent ain't fell off, and Eminem yeah. ain't fell off. Like, yeah, I for know sure. that much. Well, Eminem, I mean, he I, fell off. No, nah, I think, but you still see flashes of greatness in what he does right now. Well, I think, I think he needs somebody just to re- reel it in. Like, I think dexterity wise, yeah, like dexterity wise, he's he's one of the rappers that could wrap circles around you. But it's yeah. like he's in an era where like that's not enough no more. And he just yeah. does. He, I, like I said, he needs someone to reel it in. Like yeah. when you think about like a, a even like a Wayne, like when Wayne, Wayne now is just like on the current flow of yeah. this music now. So it's like, oh, okay, you giving us what we want. But when Wayne was just doing what he wanted to do, yeah. like what you doing? <laughs> so like it just needs somebody to reel it in. Reality R and A and R. But do you think that being next to Fifty gave Eminem an extra? I'm gangster now. Like, <laughs> nah, not really. I think for Fifty, I mean, I think for him, it was just him. Like, I want to open a door for somebody. Like, because yeah. I was even looking at old videos and shit. Like, he never really put on. Mm-hmm. It was just like, man, like I, I see 
I see myself in this person. Right. I want to give him a chance. The villain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The villain. The, the villain. Yeah, yeah. The, man. Aftermath was a bunch of villains. Yeah, it re- really was. It really, and that's why Rakim had to leave because he was like, "I'm not with none of this yeah, shit." God, body. <laughs> he couldn't do it. But the next song, "Many Men," I think gets into one of the central themes around this album, and and I know a lot of people wouldn't think of that as like a, a big thing, but like yeah. I think the central theme of Fifty Cent in this era was paranoia. And I think that's seeped all throughout this album. He he, and it starts here with Many Men, yeah. which to me is one of the most kind of frightening and chilling songs that he's ever oh, made in discography. This is one of the greatest songs ever. Yeah. Like I, I'm gonna keep saying greatest a lot today, but <laughs> this is one of the greatest hip hop songs ever. Like this yeah. is top. This might be top ten. I don't have a ranking, so it might be controversial <laughs> right now. But this is definitely a top ten song for me. Like. I- just the the feeling of it, like every time I hear this song, I gotta play it all the way through. Like just the shit he talking, like I really feel like this personifies his career, right? And you know, and it's it's such a, I mean, and the just song, Eminem produced this too. Um, I, just the 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 sound design of it, like the just, sample, yeah, the sample, like it's just so much goodness in this. And I, I don't know, like I really, I really like even I, so many people have sampled this recently. Mm. And I feel like no one's done it justice. I, I feel like Pop was the first, was the closest one. I, I feel yes. like no one's done it justice, really. Pop was close, I feel like. But again, like I feel like even that song was, didn't reach its full potential because I don't feel like that song was finished. Like I feel, yeah. like, I feel like it needed more, you know what I'm saying? And like when we look at some of the lyrics, um, he says, when I rhyme, something special happened every time I'm the greatest, something like Ali in his prime. Uh, he, he talks about how great he is. And I think one thing about 50 is that he's always wanted people to realize and recognize how good he was on the mic. And I think, I think, I think in this album in particular, there were a lot of times he wanted to be lyrical, even in the massacre too. There's a lot of times he goes lyrical and he wants people to to look at that more than his gangster rap bars. And I think that he's, he's very, I want to say like sensitive, but I think he's, he's very in tune with like emotions. Oh, absolutely. And, and throughout this song, it's it's very emotional. It, mm-hmm. it's, it talks about the betrayal of his friends who didn't come to see him yep. when he got shot. And then talking about cutting them off and talking about, but you know what? Like, I'm great. Like, I'm actually really good other than the gangster rap shit, but people trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I always have stuck out on this on this record because you listen to those first, those first two songs, you're hype. You're like, oh, shit, yeah. this is a gangster rap album. He slows it down. You have a, a really fucking frightening skit right before the for the song even yeah. comes on. Yeah, man. That like that's what I'm saying. Every time I hear that shit, I gotta play it. The yeah. sound design, everything. I'm like, oh, I gotta go into this. And it's it's cinematic. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's very cinematic because he's replaying y'all the night that or the day that he got shot. But it's but again, he's not. He, he's smart not to do it a one to one comparison of how it happened. Yeah. But how yeah. he, he it would happen in the fifty cent movie. Yeah. <laughs> in his mind yeah, of how he got, yeah, exactly <laughs> of how he got shot. It's very cinematic. But I love this song again because it, it digs into the roots of this album being rooted in the fact that he's paranoid even though he's got Eminem on the album. Yeah. Even though Dr. Dre's on the album five times. No, nah, but because it's not even it's like it's like these niggas saved me. Yeah. But like this is what I was going through. Yeah. Like this is what this is what I'm going through right now. Like right. this is what is, is saving me. I think that's one of the things I really took from many men too. Is that like, nigga, I, I like this is overcoming adversity. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of them regular. Like that's that's why I like that record so much too. Because it's like it gets you hyped for the game. Like right. it, it's cinematic and slow, but it's like it gets you hyped to go out and face the world. And, like, and we're on song four. Yeah. So if, if what up gangster didn't get you hyped to go out already? That he brings you back down to reality and says, "All right, y'all, this was this is what brought y'all here. 
in in what up gang said i got eminem on it so i got mm. the white people come on over yeah. white people come buy the <laughs> album come come fuck with it don't don't get it on fucking uh kazaa or whatever and then he fucking brought you back down with mini men then he brings it back up <laughs> in the club right after Man. this which is like again go, go. <laughs> this, it's a one is there is there a better run than what up gangsta patiently waiting many men and then in the club man i, I i'm you know i smoke weed i put high all the time in that motherfucker right oh yeah that, that's good too bro he made a record about getting high and he don't smoke he or don't drink smoke weed. he made one of the best get high records like just the way he talking about this shit i'm like nigga was you just did you interview lawyer banks before you went in the booth <laughs> like Shit like that would make, and and that's why I remember there was a time where people were like Lloyd Banks writing his rhymes. It's shit yeah, like I that. I remember that. It's shit like that. It's like fifty. You so good. You so good that you could. You know, like I don't know. I, that's why I love what he's doing now with power and ghost. M- MC, do you remember when they said Lloyd Banks was writing his rhymes? I mean, this is around the time that they were also saying uh, Jay Z is taking Young Chris's book. So he was a lot of these. Lot of these <laughs> that one might have been more true. Oh, that's, than that. That, MC, that shit was true. He didn't take his book. He took some songs though. Jay Z for sure. How took many? Some young how Chris many songs. one of these were you gonna do? First it was first was he's taking Young Chris's book. Then it was Lupe wrote Allure. Uh, what else? Oh uh, yeah, I remember hearing that. I don't think that. I don't believe that. For high on the time, can we go? One of the best. I'm gonna say this right now. One of his best verses ever. One of the best verses ever. Everyone knows this. Every time I roll up, niggas hold up, roll, roll up. up. Then I tell them, hold up. You ain't getting money. You ain't smoking in my bins up. 20 inch Lorenzo. Smoking no end up. High as a motherfucker. I'll be on the back streets. Niggas know I clap heat. Like, come on. Like, what? Like, bro, you don't even smoke. But you just made some shit that's so universal to just just the experience of smoking weed. Like, you don't even smoke yeah. and you know that. Like, exactly. it's crazy. Like, that's why I'm like, people don't understand 50 a genius, man. Like, yeah. none of this shit is accident. None of this shit is like beef and controversy made me there. It's like, nah, it was real meticulous. Like, I, one thing he mentioned too when he was recording this album was like, he said he would record the song and then play it for Dre and then he would record the song. Oh, wow. So it's like, even just the, the, the flow and cadence, like, it was very thought out and not just him just going in the booth and yeah. just doing what it felt right at the moment I, I have to imagine this is probably one of the most like dre had to be the most proud that he didn't have to do that much producing on these two niggas yeah. he had eminem yeah. and he had 50 cent yeah. they're both fucking prodigies in their own right and they both understood it and I'm, well i'm pretty sure he, he he had to coach eminem a little bit eminem was a little rough yeah he was a rough sketch like i feel like eminem didn't really get it until the second album you know what it is for me though with all these artists and in, in the connection they all wanted it Right, like Fifty wanted it. Like you understand, before Fifty got to to aftermath, he was writing songs with Puff. Yeah, he was signed to Columbia. He had songs with Destiny Child. Like right. he was actually like trying to play the game and win. Right, where I think yeah. a lot of artists nowadays are just it's just happening for him. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Y'all got natural talent and it's dope. But I think he he really wanted it and he was really working at it. So like he came into the aftermath situation like, oh, I already know how to work. Right now, I'm just trying to work in y'all system. And how do you even think how do you even think today's technology changes like these first five, six albums? Like from what we have described, there is so much detail and time that goes into making like an entire run like this. Yeah. Does technology kind of make it a little bit more of an ease or a little bit of a change to where maybe these things are songs are shorter? Maybe it could be the production is a little bit different. The nah. way that you have to present this to a, a, a somebody with the stature of Dr. Dre. Like, how does that change it? I think well, when you first ask the question, I think it changes it because, like, in this day and age, 
an artist gets patiently waiting and he gonna play the snippet on Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We gonna be the studio like... Because you know what's crazy? On Instagram. MTV, there's an article, MTV said, Patiently Waiting is one of the craziest songs we ever heard. We didn't hear Patiently Waiting until the day of, till the day Mm -hmm. this fucking album came out. So like, imagine like you just, some of these records, like you wouldn't even feel the same because it's like you heard it on snippet and you like, it shit now that I'm waiting for artists to drop. I'm like, damn, this shit ain't gonna never come out. Snippet era. Like, yeah. niggas keep saying on Twitter, the snippet era was crazy. I just crazy. was talking to an artist, Childish Major, Childish Childish Major. He, he got a snippet on his Instagram right now. I damn near thought the song was out. I yeah. told somebody about the song because it, it was talking about um first time he had a bad bitch. Yeah. And I was telling my homegirl, like, oh, this is a funny song. I'm looking for this song. It's not even out. I go to this page. I'm like, nigga, this shit ain't out yet. This nigga like DM me like, nah, not yet, gang. I'm like, all right, come on, man. You gotta put this song. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta sit on it and then and then shock niggas with the song because like because again, radio stations the day the shit came out they skip right to the Eminem song. Mm -hmm. So again, it's like Eminem's going fucking crazy on this shit. And I think even on that song, Fifty said, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay back because you're gonna do all the work for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot, like and when Eminem say like, you're gonna do the work for me, you're gonna bring people to the to the game for me. But one more line I want to talk about on high all the time, and it goes into what I said on on uh, Many Men when he says, "If David could go against Goliath with a stone, I could go at Nas and Jigga both oh, for the throne." Because again, like I said earlier, it was wide open. Mm-hmm. J- Jay was niggas don't want to admit it. Jay was hobbled. No. Jay was defeated. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nas was Nas ain't won it. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, I beat this nigga. I, like he knocked, he knocked Jigga the fuck out, <laughs> and then walked away, stepped over the nigga, and, and there was a, there was a wide open lane where Jay had there was there was a there was a chip in his armor, mm-hmm. and Fifty Cent said, I, I could be that, and Fifty's always reminding you on this album, I am good at rapping too, yeah. bro. No, it's funny, man. Like I'm looking at that second verse too. So he said. <laughs> So you said finna crush my enemies like I crushed this hashish. Yeah, bro, you don't even smoke. <laughs> <laughs> He's crazy. But this is crazy, man. I know niggas in the studio like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but but to your point, like there's no competition. It's just me. Yeah. He said, motherfucker, I'm hot in these streets. Exactly. Like, he was the hottest nigga at the time. He really like, what? No was one just... was talking about Jay-Z. Jay-Z would have, and I think honestly, the reception to 50 at that point made Jay like. I, it's okay for me to retire. Like these niggas is going mm-hmm. back to gangster rap. I can't. I can't beat this. That's a good point. That's like, a good point. He put the black album out in November, right next to Beg for Mercy. You know what sold more? Beg for Mercy. That's crazy. Beg for Mercy was and a Blueprint, crazy, crazy and Blueprint album. Two was four months prior. Blueprint Two dropped yeah. in November, which he actually told us a year prior. After all the beef, he was like, "All right, Blueprint Two. I'm seeing in November." He said that December two thousand one. And remember, so clearly, J albums got a year of burn. Yeah, no, Jay. That was when Jay was like, yeah, year album a year. Album so yeah, year. but it, it's crazy. Like Jay was definitely, it was a lot going on beyond just the beef shit. I don't think. Yeah, I think it was just Rockefeller. Rockefeller was, yeah, was all changing. Yeah. So he was just trying to like let me speed out. I feel like we have context now about deals. So mm-hmm. if, I think if I had context about deals back then, I think he was just trying to speed out of the deal. Yeah, to get into a new deal and and leave Dame high and dry. That's fucked. That's kind of what I feel like. I don't know. Like I'm just speculating. But that feels like if that happened now, I would be thinking that. Yeah. If Gunna did that now, I'd be like, he's trying to get out his wide cell. Yeah. Hey, it, it makes sense. It is a central theme towards 50 Cent, though. I just don't get the credit that I feel like I do deserve. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I am more than just me and two of my buddies flipping records and making funny, funny <laughs> rap shit for the radio. I can actually 
do an album. My yeah. friend Lloyd Banks can actually do an album. We specifically can do albums. These are not just mixtape things that, you know, are really popular to the kids and the teenagers at that point in time and completely flood out the streets. We can do this thing at a grand level that had not been seen as of yet and even now 20 years later i still feel like 50 cent does not get the no. proper credit that was deserved from that run it's a life-changing run that's crazy that you feel like that. i mean i i, I kind of I, I feel like that's almost like an east coast bias because like in the west coast we just accept it, accepted it yeah so like i just like i my beg for mercy fucking shout out cashville like uh what a hunger run. for more what like those are like my like those are some of my go-tos that's like i that's a year. Yeah, like I definitely want to review those at some point. Those yeah. are gonna be throwbacks. Like I, maybe we do Absolutely. all those as one the episode. The G unit year because yeah. it started with fifty and it ended with uh, straight out of Cashville that next summer. Yeah, like they, those are albums that like are very pivotal in my life. And like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what I always think about with Buck and Straight Outta Cashville? That fucking ski mask with the grill is everywhere. Classic. So hard. everywhere Absolutely. to this day, that literally that started there, and like I see that image flipped everywhere. That was a special edition cover too. We got we yeah, got to get into that. that I had too. All, you know, you understand. <laughs> I had all the special edition covers. The, the, like, the Lloyd Banks special edition cover is one of the crazy. best covers. Yes, it was. Hunger for more. Yeah, was one of the greatest special edition covers yep. I've ever seen in my life, that's, and it was the niggas doing that. Yeah, and it, that's one of the greatest fucking just titles, "Hunger for More." I think so about that all the time. Like I might get that tatted on me somewhere. We got to yo the G in a row. We got to keep going through the album. Yeah. Though. Next song. And, and and Mark said this. He said that he was doing it at a high level, and and he to me is a high level gangster rap song. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's like scoring forty. Do you, but <laughs> but with Heat, I want to talk about the music video, which which oh, yeah. premiered on that DVD <laughs> yep. that Josh was talking about because it was actually they they took it to MTV and BT and they said hell no we're not playing this shit <laughs> shit was crazy shit was wild like 50 and that that's why he's making power now yeah. it's like he was in like just the way his mind thinks it's like nigga you're crazy you're out of like i don't know it's just but rolling through that from high all the time into the skit where a nigga says hey you want some of this shit yeah. hell no i want none of this shit, shit. I don't give a fuck. I don't play that shit. And I'm finna bust a cap on a nigga. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. down. (laughs) This nigga has right there. We're gonna tighten his ass up. I'm gonna get in the other car. All right. Five seconds later. (laughs) If it's beef, cocking and dump it, the chrome really means nothing to me. The the sing song flow, because again, He's kind of moving with the with the beat that this ain't normal beats that he's rapping. It's over just funny. Though. I'm looking at the first verse. It's not even really no curse words. In it. They just had to just take this shit off. He said, no, "Oh, he said motherfucking." Do a clean version. He just said motherfucking in the first verse. But they was like, "Nah, we just gotta just take this all the way off the album." <laughs> Keep thinking I'm candy till your fucking skull get pop and your brain pop off the top like Jack in a Box. There is no clean version. Yeah. There is no clean version of that. You would it would just be silence. That's literally what all that would be silence. It's the most violent song ever. One of the funniest videos I've ever seen I've ever seen in my life. Yes. If yes. I think it's on YouTube still. It might be. It might you be can definitely sh- watch it on YouTube. Please, please, please. If there if you have never watched this video, please you know what's crazy? watch this video. You know what's crazy? This is tame. This is tame. Right. I, I was watching a weekend video from the after albums album because I'm like, after that live that live shit, I've just been listening to those albums back because I, I wasn't really fucking with them. There's a video where it's like it's like women killing a nigga in blood. Niggas head getting cut off. Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch that. Head wrap, blood spurt. It's Bro, just like when I said uh Heat is nothing. It's like Taker Foley uh, in '98. Like it's <laughs> one of the most shocking things we've ever seen in '98. But 25 years later, it's like, huh, eh, 
We've seen it. We've seen, seen this before. Promos. Like, bro, he yeah. ain't not. It's him behind some PS1 graphics <laughs> and getting, shooting niggas out the car. Like, bro, it's crazy. It's just hilarious. It's, like, it's a precursor to the video game if you really want to keep it 100. That's real, too. That's <laughs> like, real. It's a precursor to that shit. But next, we get into If I Can't. Which 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 uh, Josh? I think if I can't was supposed to go to Rakim, but that was one of the oh, beats really? that was supposed to go Damn, to him, see? which would have been some rapidy rap. I don't. Oh, he would have. That wouldn't have been good. That wouldn't have been good. <laughs> this shit was the one. And again, it's Fifty talking about that adversity, talking mm-hmm. about how he came out of it, how I'm better now. And, and again, like I I really want people listening to like kind of look into these themes of this album because he's telling us something here. Oh yeah, on this in a way that it's not. It wasn't brainless and, and just dead like people thought it was. It wasn't just a, a mindless, you know what I'm saying? Like gangster rap album. He's talking shit on if I can't, if I can't do it. Like it, it is. A, it's a great song. Again, Dr. Dre, uh, it lives, it lives, I believe is is, yeah. is, is, is that it? I, I, I forgot, but um, <laughs> the beat, simple, clean. No, well, that's another one of those West records Coast. that you like. Yeah, it's a West Coast ass beat. It's a stereotypical, like, not stereotypical, but it's just like a, a quintessential Dr. Dre beat. Yeah. It could have like, been on 2001. Like, yeah, it's just like, it's one of those beats that you're like, oh, shit, that's a Dr. Dre beat. Like, that's what that's what Dr. Dre beats sound like. Everything sounds so crisp. It sounds like, damn, like, like he had an orchestra making that yeah. shit. And, um, and yeah, man, 50 Cent just came with it. Like, and I, yeah, I don't think anyone else could deliver like that. Like, that's one of those records you listen to in the morning and you about to start your day and if I can't power do through it. it. Homie, it can't be it done. It can't be done. Which like, that's is the truth. <laughs> that's like literally motivational music. Like, I don't think people understand. And like, just the songwriting on that record too. Like, he just, he came with it. And I really want people to like, go back and listen to this. And when I say people, I mean artists. Yeah. <laughs> like, go back and just listen. And don't just word. remake the song. Yeah, don't just make it. But even just that, that phrase, that's a phrase that your mom going to say. That's a phrase that your kid going to yeah. say. Like, I, I don't think people think that deep. And, um, you know, 50 came with it. I'm going to let the champagne bottle pop. I'm going to take it to the top. I'm sure, I'm going to make it hot. That's what the... And that's another thing. 50 had the women. Oh, yeah. No, this is... Yeah, he definitely <laughs> had the woman. And this is definitely another song that was just an example of just great flow. Yeah. Like, just great flow throughout. Like, just... I don't know, man. I, I really don't think he get that 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 recognition because he, he was one of the ones. Like, yeah. when you look at... I, I think Nelly is in the same vein, too. Like, Nelly had song great lyrics, mm-hmm. lyricism, great flow, great songwriting. And just doesn't get that. I'm okay. gonna review a Nelly album too. I'm just thinking the albums now during this. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. Never listen to a full Nelly album in my life. Oh wow, that's what? gonna be a great one. You never listen to Swear Crunchy to God, Grammar? Not the whole thing through. Nope. Oh my god, because I was the gonna, singles. I want to do some other shit like Nellyville or Sweatsuit. I like, bought, I, I was I bought Nellyville. Yeah, just the singles. Out of all. Just the singles. Never heard of a full Damn. Nelly album front to back. I was like, that. what is this? We're gonna do that, and then we're gonna call in Smino. It'll be a special guest. That'd be hard. Hey, yeah. that'd be hard. Like, I, I would love to know what it was like because he's like one. He's like one of the only for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Out of that, out of that area. But can we get to the first skip? On get Richard out Oh, what's the first skip? Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> can we get to the first skip? Nah, uh, can see, we get to the don't first be, skip? Don't, don't piss me off. Don't I, piss me off. This ain't the, yeah, come on, Mark. This is the straight. first skip. I think I think get Richard out is a classic. It's got one skip. One skip, and you think this is it? We're not we're not at it yet, so I want to hear Debatable this. Two. Debatable two. I Debatable two. Debatable two skips. I'm trying to think what my skip would be if it was a skip. I know I, I know one. my skip. I know what my but skip I wanna is. hear what I want to know hear what his skip is. When we get to it, I, I tell you. But Bloodhound is my one skip. I don't for right. one. So this is your skip. No, no, no. There's two skips. Oh, there's you got a two. debatable. There's a debatable okay. second skip. Where okay. they, we get, it's, it's at the tail end of the album. I wonder okay. if y'all can guess which one. I it think is. I know what it is because it's my skip. My, I know what my skip is. Okay. So but, you want me to say? No, no. It's, oh. we get to no, it, no, no. We get to it. Because no, 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 Mark, you don't skip nothing on this, Mark. 
No, I skipped one record. I skipped okay. one record. Debatable. And it's going to be interesting because we are we're on at least, I think if I, I'm just in the ninth song and I skip one song, that's a great album. Period. Sure. If I'm, at, sure. If I'm at nine, that's, I, that's if, on a 16 track album, I can get through the first half of it without skipping nothing. That's a great album. Okay. I can't do that with a lot of shit today. Hmm. But Bloodhound, I don't know. I think it wasn't the best way to introduce Young Buck because he actually doesn't even rap like that on anything else yeah. that he's ever done. <laughs> he sounds he sounds crazy. This also I, sounds like a song that they added at the last minute. I, don't know, I like producing Buck as a member of UTP. Exactly, G Unit UTP. Yeah, it G-Unit. was like that. I like that song because that was him being like, "Yeah, I I, I get my shit from the South, so yeah. I'm gonna have a South record on here." And like, and that's him being like. I'm just trying to get out of New York. Like, <laughs> I just want to be on anything that's not New York. Like, I got my New York shit because I'm from New York, but I they hate have, that nigga. But but that record probably I I I don't remember. I don't know. Did it go crazy in the South? I'm not sure. I, I we won't listen. You to said it wasn't skip for you, so I would think it was a, a record. What is what is the quintessential Buck um, introduction though? Because when I think of like the first time, I was like. KRS at Buck. Teach him how to start. It was like, start oh, yeah. rock the mic toe. I threw off my chain. That's that's what I remember start, about. Start one on one. Start one on one. Yeah. Start one on one. Yeah. Start, yep. but period. He talking about the uh, the stabbing, all that shit. Start one on one is crazy. Start one on one is crazy. He had the best verse on Start one on one. Buck was the realest, yo. They jumped off the porch. G unit. They got stabbing niggas for this shit. <laughs> Blackbird Radio is really just like the brainchild of, of me and Josh being so into the industries and wanting a positive spin on stories from the other side of the, of the camera, so to speak. So if you listen to Blackbird Radio, you're going to get awesome stories. You're going to get funny ass, you know, anecdotes. Loquacious hot takes for me. Loquacious <laughs> yeah. You don't know what you're going to get from the show, but it's like it's, it's culture all, all in your phone. Stunt 101 is, is, the, is the quintessential bug where I'm like, because nah. I remember when Stunt 101 came out, again, MTV record is like, Young Buck st- uh, shines in this new G-Unit record. And uh, mm-hmm. in that motherfucker for sure, I think Shaheem Reed wrote that uh, that, that article. Wow. And and it, sure enough, Young Buck had the best verse on that motherfucker because it was his cadence. Yeah. 50 played to his strength on that, on that mm-hmm. song. And that was that type of beat that he, he could do well on. Um, We got to get to the beef. Back now. Yeah. I, I did. I swear to God, I didn't want to break down track by track, but it just this album is so to. good. You just got to back down a little bit. Of, a little bit of gay panic on this. Not gonna lie, <laughs> <laughs> didn't it didn't age well. Not gonna lie. Nah, like I I like back down because I just think like again, oh, this is such a basketball record for me. This is when I was playing sports. Okay, so this is records I was just listening to when I was just like hmm. before games and shit like that. So like I, I, I'm hoping. This is making people want to turn this off and go listen to the album. Like, <laughs> yeah, like this is just one of them albums. I would just be like, uh, so back down was just one of the records. I, yeah, I, that was in the yeah, that was definitely in my sports playlist as I went to games. <laughs> what did you think of the? What did you think of the? Uh, 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 the women in the background going G unit before such a hard crazy record of, of before, back down before uh, he, before uh, Maybach music. That was the shit. G unit. Yeah, that yeah, was hard. Yeah. I just he just was talking that shit like your mama, your pappy, that bitch you chasing, your little dirty ass kiss. I I'll fucking erase, erase him. Like on. he was like going like I. I just was like yeah, like that's that's what we on. Imagine Ross respect. How old are Jaw Rule's kids right now? Because that's one thing that I think of a lot when I look at Haley Mathers. Like that twenty like twenty years from now, obviously <laughs> Haley Mathers has about? heard a whole lot of. This. <laughs> what you thinking about? You look at Haley Mathers. <laughs> no, like you, you about are it. definitely involved <laughs> in a very large. I feel you. Why are you nah. laughing? <laughs> You think about? Are it. you trying to take it somewhere? I was completely not taking <laughs> I'm it. Just playing, nah, I'm just playing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Well, that's crazy. No, you're, you're, no, you're worried no, about what you worried about what they think, like and the beef. Think of the records that you have heard. You have heard Loose Change. You have heard Do Re Me. You have heard Back Down. You uh, have heard uh, Hail Mary. You have heard. <laughs> what funny. else did they diss them on? I would have been like, "Yo, Daddy, flamed your ass, nigga." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It is crazy though. I'm not. I'm not back. If Jar Rule's my dad, I'm not backing my dad. If Jar Rule's my dad, <laughs> and I heard Back Down. If Jar Rule's my dad and I heard Back Down, I'm I'm like, sorry, pops. I'm I'm with the G unit, bro. Because hey. <laughs> imagine, imagine you got to go to school and you got to hear the end skit of people going, I will gently his ass. Use a Pop-Tart, sweetheart. You soften, soften in the, the middle. middle. Eat you for breakfast. The watch was in exchange for your necklace. Hey, man. That was real. Was he cap? was talking about some real things yeah. that had been happening on that record. Because uh, I but think you gotta he, stand like, and that's that. That's why this beef runs deep. Like I, you know, definitely don't want to get to no street shit conversation here. But this watch with that watch with the chain for your necklace, like mm-hmm. you, what he's talking about is he supposedly snatched Ja Rule's chain, and, and he got got. No, right? he got a watch from Aftermath. Aftermath gave him this crazy ass watch when he signed. Yeah, and basically it's just like, yeah, like I'm fucking with them. Like they gave me the they gave me the chain for your necklace. Oh, <laughs> or the, the watch, <laughs> watch for, for your, your necklace. necklace. Yeah. Like like Dre's in the in the studio, yeah, wearing the like or just like nigga, we we choosing sides. Like we wasn't, we not fucking with y'all. Jay, but you gotta understand too, like, well, not to cut you off, like, sorry, Murder Inc. was tied in with Death Row. Yep. So it was like aftermath and Dre and his camp. They was just not fucking with them niggas. So they're like, yeah. yeah, like Dre ain't never going, never been on no street shit, but he definitely been on some petty shit. <laughs> <laughs> like this is it. Like, this is it. And I finally got somebody to fight him. And this was a thing. Like Fifty was blackballed in New York. Nobody yeah. in New York was fucking with Fifty. So it was like Fifty had to come to the West and like fuck with Interscope and aftermath right slim shady like he couldn't he couldn't move around. he couldn't move around there yeah. it was well, especially it, after getting shot they're it, like nigga we just tried to kill this nigga we will try to kill him again you if don't he did <laughs> you don't want to be next to him like that was what it was if he did move around in new york it was it was with a lot of security guards yeah. jay put you on x made you hot now you run around like you some big shot ha pussy uh, pussy <laughs> hey man was it cap Hey, was it cap That's yeah, all he wanna, was introduced as that next nigga i mean by them. you said what like i feel like it's it's how you put it like you could make anything look crazy. You could they could have said the same thing about Fifty and Dre and, and oh, him. Like that's it was true. just you know yeah. like that was just the era of ushering people in. I definitely think Ja Rule didn't do himself any favors. No, like, he was just wanted to be Pac, wanted to be DMX. He like, reacted too. Yeah, I think that's what made it worse. Because... You know what it was? You know what I blame all that on ecstasy. <laughs> After this, we got PIMP. I don't I don't really have much to say about PIMP. It's my record, bro. I love the song. I didn't love the remix. I think I, I think below like like they. This is a great, this is another one of those records that, like, it's just, a, it, it, it's a West Coast record, mm-hmm. but it's one of them records that's, like, it's called P.I.M.P., but your mom's singing that shit. Yeah. Like, everybody's singing P.I.M.P., like, that's a song that, like, it may, like, that's why I would be dying when everybody be like, pimping, I know, like, <laughs> look, look, this is a song, these are hit songs, yeah. y'all love pimping, now y'all don't love pimping. Now All right. <laughs> We're not getting into that. I know we're not. I was watching Truth Be Told last night. You know what they call it, Pimpin'? You know, I figured it out. What? They changed the name of Pimpin'. What is it? Sex trafficking. What? What? No, that, they changed it. Because, like, Pimpin' was getting too cool. So they had oh, to get yeah, a new, like, connotation. What's Truth Be Told? That's, um, it's an Apple TV show with Octavia oh. Spencer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gabrielle Union's on this season, and this whole season's about sex trafficking. Oh, okay. It's really fucking good. I heard it was good. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Uh, fucking Makai Pfeiffer's in it. Oh, yeah, Makai Fife. Yeah. That's another nigga. He got bigger. Uh, he got real big. Yeah, uh, he's cool. He's dope. I, I, I think I, with PIMP, I, I kind of like, uh, I like the remix a lot better than the original. Yeah, I like so the I remix. Think, I think sure. that's what it is. Okay, this is my debatable number two well, skip. Th- oh, was it PIMP? <laughs> no. Oh, hold on. Before you get to that, I just want a little more. 
PIMP is also funny because it's 50 Cent again cosplaying. Oh, yeah. like, you don't smoke weed. You're not a pimp. Like, nigga, what? Like, and someone brought that up too when they dissed. I think Jar, somebody brought up the fact that, like, how are you talking about pimping? You ain't a pimp. Yeah, like, it's just, but it's dope. You see the nigga in the, in the video with the little yeah. Miami hat. <laughs> You wasn't yeah. fucking with the you wasn't fucking with the yo progress was a slow process. Are you talking about me? Oh no, I was yeah. fucking with it all. He does it well. He yeah. he knows how to act. Also the it, production. Yeah. So unorthodox. Mr. Porter. Mr. Porter. He fucked with everybody on Aftermath yeah. on this album. Like, yeah, like they he I, I if I'm not mistaken, he came he produced all D twelve stuff. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He and, was in the group too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he just another of Aftermath creative circle like they were killing it back he was then. a way better producer than eminem another funny fact before you finish this is, I'm, this is the end of pimp this is one of roddy rich's favorite songs really? i was in the studio one one day and he told me that that's so funny <laughs> I, know, I, was just like, I was like damn okay but he, it just shows that 50 cent like how young he is yeah how big 50 is it's like 50 yeah. the impact is there for sure obviously somebody back in the day that was six years old heard yeah. that song and said i gotta rap off this song like yeah. this is it my second debatable this is my debatable skip Love my style with Tony Ayo. Oh, you, you know what? <laughs> End the show, bro. You don't really want You skipped like my style? Yeah, this shit um, was hard. I don't fuck with like my style. I wish Yayo had a real verse. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to have you as a trauma, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the song ends right after that, bro. Like, for one, it's, for one, it's starting to get, the, 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 I'm starting to get long in the tooth. Boom, boom. That beat point. was a little weird. That yeah. beat is a little crazy. There's some sounds in that beat. Who did that? Rock Wilder. Rock Wilder, yeah, bro. Rock Wilder did but that see, beat. this is 50 Cent being like, I'm from New York. Let but, me get a Rock Wilder beat. Let me get Tony A on it. Like, did Rock Wilder have to like show up to the studio in a trench coat and a mask to do that? Because he can't show up in New York after giving him this fucking beat again. Bro, that beat is crazy. Yeah, it's a debate. It's, it's, it's an album cut. I guess. Can we say that? It's an album cut. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the definition of an album cut. I wouldn't skip like my style. But this is why I talk about new technology because you said long in the tooth. I think about how Fifty would have to shorten this album to try and keep the attention span of a lot of people in the streaming platform. I think this album keep a lot of people's attention. Yeah, this is this is a sixteen tracker. Yeah, I think. Like, I, nigga, I, think I, was, I was just I was, if, I, if, if, if I'm not wrong, it, it maxes the eighty minutes out though, right? Or is it like seventy something? Nah, it's fifty three. It's fifty. It is, it's under an hour. Let me tell you, dude. Okay, it's under an hour. I was in the studio with an artist the other day. This kid told me he about to drop a 23 track album. <laughs> and then he's, drop, he's dropping a, a th- and then it's going to be 30 tracks with the deluxe. Fuck that. Who, who you talk to? Trippy Red? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm tired just listening to you tell me about this shit. Jesus. What, what you got to talk about? Is this your last album, nigga? There's no, way you, there's no way you got anything after this. Luckily, the music actually sounded really fire. But I'm like, man, like you going to hold this up for 23 tracks? <laughs> Hold us in a good account. Drake be doing that shit. I'll be like, nigga, after the after like the diss track on every day, Drake record, I'm like, I'm done. I, go, I don't need to listen to this shit no more. I'm, I I'm just, over it. Random question. And this is just very random. If you made an album, how many tracks would your album be? <sighs> I, I think there's a lot of people eating mm-hmm. off the 10 piece, 30 minute 11. record right yeah. now. I'm a 12 tracker. Yeah. 11, yeah. 12. I yeah. think. I feel you. 11. I'm at the intro, intro tw- and 11 more songs. I think like Kanye did that with graduation, right? And I and then it gets, you get to the end. It's like I'll listen to it again. Yeah, it's not that long. Exactly. I listen exactly. to it again. Yeah, that's why I fuck with it. Poor little rich. You heard it at the top. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah, great song. Uh, obviously wow. amazing. Shy Money XL. Shy Money XL. The unsung hero of mm-hmm. of G Unit, and then it would turn into be Red Spider later on. Oh uh, yeah. To start producing a lot of their shit. Well, it's funny. Shy Money XL was actually like the manager. And yeah. And he just he Get like, they used to record at his house. So I guess he just made beats too. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, Shaman XL is one of the ones. Eminem produced on this too, which is interesting. I wonder what he added. To probably the probably the end, like the um the guitar there. Oh yeah, I, I would say oh, probably yeah, the guitar sense. there. Shaman can't play no kind of guitar. We mm. have officially reached my only skip. It is Poor Little Rich. Um, what? Damn, the song we started with is over there. Like, fuck this song. you fucking coon. How the I fuck mean, did you? Play, how did you play a lot? You were skipping Bloodhound though, so Bloodhound. Yeah, that Bloodhound sound like the when you know on Cribs when they going through the house. <laughs> That's what that beat sounds like. <laughs> you know on Cribs oh, when they going through the house real fast. <laughs> Go on. That's what Bloodhound sounds. Oh, like. <laughs> That's what that shit sounds like. That's why I skipped that shit. Uh, don't push me. I want you to give. You skipped twenty one questions. Life changer. Oh, 21. What, oh, what, what, 21 we, we talked 21 about 21 questions. questions. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, 21 questions. Great record. I love that record. Uh, Don't Push Me with Lloyd Banks. This is my skip, them. actually. That's your It's the only don't song Lloyd Banks is on this. Is I know. I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's like, in, in mind, I don't skip much. I don't skip anything on this album. Okay. But if it's just like, Don't Push Me is like the song that I'm just like, eh. Got to get to the end. What? It, I, I think. That's cool. It's a good, it's a good song. It's just like. I think my only complaint is that, like, I feel like the album starts losing its themes after back down. Yeah, like, it's like, it just starts, yeah, it's losing steam, but, like, I don't know, Don't Push Me just feels a little, like, I'm trying to remember, like, yeah, it just doesn't, I don't know. You gotta squeeze one more Eminem song. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that's what it <laughs> was, Banks too. verse? You skipped that Banks verse? Yeah, yeah, I skipped that Banks verse. Also, a really too weak Eminem. Too young to understand the consequences of human living a lot, ah? Uh? You skipped yeah, that? I do, I do. Also, a really weak Eminem verse, if you want to keep it yeah, on it. That's like. really what it was, too. Because, like, you know, I'm already, like, Eminem, like, all right. Like, <laughs> then you come with the just, like... He what came was with the whatever. What was the shoulders, what was the shoulders there with the Eminem? The, the beat ain't really there for me. Ah. Yeah. It sounded like some, like... A joke, like it don't really sound like what? Yeah, I, I could get it, but I I think the the Banks verse to me just kind of carries it, man. Like I lame straight for your head, fill so your ass up with lead. That 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 one's a little pause worthy. Hey, I'm good on it, man. <laughs> I'm good on it. I just I'm just stu- I'm just stunned. You could have went right stunned. from you, could, but that's my thing. You could have went right from twenty one questions right to the end of the album. Mm-hmm. You could have ended it there. Yeah, because no, nah, I mean I like gotta make it to heaven. No, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you could go from twenty one into gotta, gotta make the heavens the closing credits. Gotta That's the closing credit, yeah. Because, I like gotta make it because, to because again, it's like it's it's such a great song, but again, it gets you back to the themes. It's like I gotta make the last song should be him basically celebrating. I gotta get out of this situation that I'm in because I've sure. been through too much. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and and just it's it's inspirational, like Josh said. It's it's inspirational, and it it leaves you on that on that note. But then you get to. Wangsta again because they got it. They got it. They got it. Run it back. They got to run it back. back. Uh, yep. You're not, and then they got to get to the two. You're not like me is my shit. The two D. The two Ja Rule disses. I think these two were on the remix. The, the mixtapes too. Like uh, you're not like me and Life's on the Line. Yep, right. Yep. You not like me was on. Uh, guess who's back? Mm-hmm. When he actually came back from the shooting and was cooking up throughout the mixtapes. Uh, you're not like me is a life changer in my opinion. Uh, some of his best wordplay. Um, by far one of his best songs period mm-hmm. uh but guess who's back has a couple of those so uh you not like me is crazy and then life's on the line was what he had out in 1999 before was, he ended up getting shot that's crazy they put that on be, album yeah it's supposed to be on power of a dollar right and mm-hmm. power of a dollar mm-hmm. never came out yeah so power so, of a dollar never came out it shelved indefinitely uh it was his jaw ruled this in 1999 i wonder uh, hopefully we get to a point where that it's on dsps i wonder um 
I wonder how he got that song back from Colombia. I wonder too. That's interesting. Because but they dropped never, them, so it's like fuck it. Yeah, you never really hear that. That like that was supposed to be on a, a real last album. Yeah, like, that was supposed to be on an album, and he managed to get it back. That's well, interesting. Interscope money, they probably paid for it. I, yeah. I I would guess that they probably paid for it, but they were just like, we didn't want the motherfucker anyway. But there was a lot of bonus tracks on on this. There was so many versions of this album. Yeah. Uh, there was an album. There was version of the album that came out way later. They had the PIMP remix on it. Oh, uh, yeah. They re-released it a couple of times. Um, I when I was at UMG, we we re-released a Marvel version of it. I think I have it downstairs with the with the Iron Man cover. Vinyl, oh shit! Vinyl. That's um, hilarious. It goes for a lot of money today too. Really? Let me tell you, yeah, it goes Man, for a lot of fucking money. But um, I mean, just a classic album. What, what, the the sales. I mean, I mean, the sales is just went crazy. What like what it was like nine hundred nine hundred k. What what was it? First week, yeah, it did eight seventy two. Eight seventy two. It ended up being the best selling album of two thousand and three. Which is unheard of. It's Diamond. Yeah, I was gonna say it's Diamond. Yeah, I know it's Diamond. Um, shit. He, oh, did he win a Grammy? No, yeah, he didn't won, win a Grammy off that. It won. Um, it won favorite rap and hip hop album at American Music Awards. Who the fuck uh, about that? <laughs> it was nominated, right? What won? What won? But the Black Album win that year? Yeah, I think so. Best rap album at the forty eighth ones. That would have been two thousand. Four, right yeah it was speaker box love below speaker, oh which With, rightfully so i remember that leak too that's when we got to talk about yeah. i had that leak mad early let's talk about speaker box love below later on this year because yeah. it'll be it turns 20 oh, uh shit. in november november september i think end of um, the year end of the end year, year like uh september september that that's an interesting album because what with the album i want to get into like where Big Boy and Andre's heads were, because it really felt like yeah. these niggas was not fucking niggas with each was other in two different states yeah, yeah. <laughs> like shit it's crazy it, it, it's like Andre 3000 has a, or, or Big Boy has a best album Grammy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't consider it his album. Well, I'm not even going to front, man. Speaker Box is hard. It was. And we got to talk about it. I, I feel like it was, it was so, like, flip flop rock also, is I, 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 I counter the, the, like, creatively, Love Below was great. Mm-hmm. The Way You Move is probably the best song Insane. on both those albums. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I get with Hey Ya, but like, who the fuck likes Hey Ya? That's a skip for me. <laughs> Keep it real with you. When I, when I play that album, that's a skip. I don't listen to it, no more. I, I I like She Lives in My Lap. Was, was a, was she a, Lives was in My Lap is great. One. But Flip Flop Rock is one of my favorite big boy songs. Mm. Jay-Z kills that shit. Yeah. And then he retires <laughs> like two months later. But uh, that was Get Rich or Die Trying. One of the greatest albums. What, what, can we get to the ratings for this, too? Uh, is there a rating I, I, at the I, bottom? While you guys talk about ratings, I'm going to look for something in my closet. Hopefully, I still have it. Pitchfork gave it a seven. Damn. Pitchfork gave this yeah, album I'm like, a seven. I, when you said ratings, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what these motherfuckers think. Double XL gave it five mics. That's what Elliot, Elliot was or there. five, whatever it is. That was Elliot, Elliot was there. They, these niggas still don't understand. Hmm. Yeah, they, they still don't will. understand. They never will. That's why I'm like, eh, I don't give a fuck about Pitchfork. That, that it's, it's, again, one of the greatest albums of all time. He will follow this album up two years later with The Massacre. The Massacre. Which I don't know what, what I have conflicted feelings about the massacre. I like the massacre, man. People didn't like the massacre. I was a fan of the massacre because I just feel like that cover, man. When people saw that yeah. cover, <laughs> that was a funny what cover. is this nigga on? <laughs> that was a funny cover. I wonder who designed that cover. We gotta look that up. Like it, it looked like Miami Chaos and, and Mark K. Might have been. But like it, I, I think the massacre was at that point, it, but it sold one point one million copies. Yeah, like that's week. what I, you understand, like. Even with the whole game shit and all that shit going on, like it was just dope. Like it was just good energy. Like, and I, I fuck with a lot of songs off of the massacre. I like that, the, like Ski Mask Way, Baltimore Love thing, Rider Music. In that my was hood. a crazy, 
crazy, crazy run right there for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love those. Records. But then you have re- records like Gatman and Robin, and I'm like, throw my computer across the room. <laughs> like, Get in my car, piggy bank. I'm supposed to die tonight is a great record. That's like Mini Man Part Two. Yeah, like. But again, but but did you feel as though with that song it was like you don't you're not really paranoid anymore? Well, my thing was you're too just far like, from that. Uh, it's just Fifty Cent making good fucking music. Okay, just making good songs. Like even just the the, the just a little bit Candy Shop out of control. This, man, where the hell? This is a great fucking album. I liked uh, the Jamie Foxx shit too. Ah, uh, build you up. Love. Yeah, and then look. So I'm talking about that, like, this had, like, good runs to me. Because from Position of Power to mm. God Gave Me Style, yeah. that's a crazy run. Yeah. That's a crazy run. I, Even so amazing with Olivia. I know he regrets that signing all day. But that, that record was kind of dope. I need I don't need him with Buck Wild. He was working with Buck Wild, which is, like, again, duck yeah. down record. All that shit. Like, he was going back to the roots and shit for people who saying, again, people saying he wasn't hip-hop. He was like, I'll get Buck Wild on this shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, I'll fuck with high tech, right? High tech did writer music. Yeah, high tech. Yeah, high tech was one of the like he was low key one of the guys around aftermath that was giving them some shit. Yeah, like, high tech yeah. did a bunch of shit on game shit. Once like, he once he left Talib, he was just like fuck. He's like I'm getting money, mm-hmm. and then he and then he left. But <laughs> again, Fifty Cent's run, I feel like it, it was cut short. I think you know, and we brought this up earlier, and I was I was waiting to say this. I feel like a lot of the perception for Fifty was because he lost to Kanye in 07. Yeah, well, and I think it was just. I hate that they even did that battle because it was just like stupid. But I also think it was more of a change in the guard. Yeah. It's like hip hop just needs to go in that direction of just a little more positive. Like 50 Cent buff villain. Like <laughs> you can't even, the fashion wasn't even fucking with 50 Cent. Like you couldn't really, like, how could you dress you like that? You can't get yeah, with it. Like, yeah. He wasn't so, even wearing Jordans. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you had to, like, really, it was just a change in the guard where, like, people were just dressing a little more flyer or yeah. more Euro and, like, it just it, it it all coincided with Kanye coming out, yeah. And I think um it was just you know like that was just what was supposed to happen. Um, I I think that might be one of the reasons why people don't hold him in such high regard. But I also think he had other ambitions, and I love what he's doing now. But he got I also feel like Fifty got buried under a lot of the negativity that he himself brought. So when it was album, oh, yeah. album sales talk, that blew up in his face. Yeah. And I feel like that, I feel like people, because once you're the villain, you're the villain, but there's also people that want to see you lose. Well, and, and they want to see you lose hard. And this is my <laughs> thing with 50 Cent, too. He has not lost yet. Mm-hmm. No, he so, hasn't. So yeah. that, but, and like, he hasn't lost yet. So that's why he's just like, I'm not, like, when he did the vitamin water deal, it's yeah. like, I'm rich as shit. So y'all can, like, my music, y'all don't think my music cool? Cool. Drink my water. I'm gonna just, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm gonna just do these movies and I'm gonna fucking do whatever else I wanna do. Because one thing that people don't talk about is that Kanye did 900, yes. Curtis still did like eight. Yeah, like it <laughs> like wasn't still- that far off. Like it wasn't like, <laughs> and it was just like it was just a lot of beef. Like even that the album being called Curtis was because of the beef. Yeah, because of the can't. That, which was because again, yeah. it was it was it was getting old. Because it yeah. was like now you're just beefing with you killed Ja, you killed off a bunch of people. You couldn't kill Jay. You ended up working together anyway. But Cameron, like it was yeah. like Cameron, like you name your album Curtis because you're trying to show Cameron that you can make money off your name. Cool. But it didn't hit the same, and, I, and that's what yeah. hurt me when it. Because remember, like I said, I was I was fifty cam back in the day. So when they was beefing, I picked cam side. I'm sorry. That cover looks so crazy. That cover is so dumb. Well, we had a we had a we had a rough 2007 anyway because Public Enemy number one came out and then he disappeared for a couple for a couple years. Yeah, then he came out with with with, with uh, cookies and apple juice, and I was like, yep. It's over. It's well, over. <laughs> but you know it's funny, man? Like, Curtis had, like, I'll Still Kill. That was a record out in LA. I'll Still Kill. They really fuck with that song in LA. DJ Khalil produced that. That's oh, why. Okay. Like, that yeah, makes sense. That was one of the ones. But then you had AO Technology. I know. But then you had I Get Money. Straight to the Bank was a good mixtape yeah. right there. 
that was on that I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, amusement park was just him just trying to do the same thing over. I like my gun go off. That was that was early in there. I get money. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that was huge, the, huge, huge, huge record of the summer. Huge, huge record huge. had Jay Z on it, and the people were trying to be like, "Was Jay Z dissing on the?" I'm like, "All right, come on, y'all!" Like, <laughs> and it had Diddy on it too. <laughs> had Diddy uh, on oh, yeah. it. Diddy went off because they had the the one, two, three. Like there was like because yeah, they were on the Forbes two. list yeah, that year, yeah, and that was yeah. that was a fucking good ass moment for yeah. black people, man. Fifty was on the was like number three on the Forbes list, dog. These are the Talk Forbes list remix, dog. That shit was hard, man. Like like Fifty always gets respect for me forever just for the run we'll never see another villain like that who's trying to who tries to play the villain today i think six six nine and tried to play the villain i was just thinking like you you don't see the energy six nine is probably the closest to it the baby maybe like the thing about the baby is the sales never matched yeah you, it was for, for 50 to continue to be the villain he can, had to continue to keep winning i think future probably does a job of being the villain to like the woman yeah to <laughs> toxic villain. toxic villain yeah. 50 loved the women though yeah. He always loved the women. I, how many times you heard Fifty calling women a bitch? Yeah, I mean, not often. Nah, not at all. Yeah, he was always yeah, yeah. he was always respecting the women. So I like, mean, I, I you know, unless that. he was on outside the of getting shit. my outside of getting my car. Yeah, I also said outside of getting my car. I also couldn't find uh, what I was looking for a couple minutes ago. Uh, I was looking for my spinner chain that I had from the Palm Beach Mall. I don't know where it is. Oh, oh man. would love to see that. Remember, in Be- we got to get to Beck for Mercy, or at least talk about it on Black Prince proper. But we got to mm-hmm. wrap up. But they had the win the G Unit Spinner contest. Oh shit! For beg for mercy, I do remember that by getting the this golden ticket. It was a golden mm-hmm. ticket. I, who won it? And your copy? I don't know. I need to find who won it, man. If you're they, out there, they, it, that shit sold like 900 copies for his week or some shit like that. Someone had that one that GUSB and but I, Spinner, but it had to have been the tiny version because it couldn't have been the long all the way down to your goddamn Young belly button. Shit, bigger than the kid. <laughs> but uh, that was the first episode of Throw Blacks. This was a fucking success. Yeah, it's a great episode, this, man. This, this is, is great. I love this. Like, I want to do more of this. I'm excited. We just ran down a list of a couple albums that yeah. we need to touch on. We'll come up with another one. What are we doing this, MC? Once a month? We're doing this once a month or every other week? Once a month will be the cadence. Um, I think that'll just give us a lot more opportunity to we dig into the albums, divest into stories. Yep. Yeah and uh share those we have talked about some ideas of what we do have for the next month um should we share should we share at least one of them sure what do we, what do we say Spe- we said speaker box love below was one that we're for sure going to do um, one of the early ones that we said that we wanted to do was carter four. Oh yeah we did mention that carter four you guys really want to do carter four I, I i just want you to listen to carter four i, I I've, I've listened to carter four plenty of times i'm trying to look at carter four has exactly. some of the most hilarious bad lines from Lil Wayne that I think it would be completely insane if we just jump back into 12 years later. But Even though Carter Four ends up being one of his bigger albums. It's a good album, okay? I need yeah. y'all to stop. He's got some hits on there. The President Carter. There's some shit on here. It's some it's some fire on here, but we gotta have the how, we gotta have the uh, how to love conversation on this. So I can't wait till we, we're, oh, yeah. till we're able to have that conversation about Carter Four, but until then, let us know in the comments on YouTube. Let us know in the yeah. comments on Patreon. Let us know in the comments when we share this out. What you guys want to hear us talk about on Throw Blacks. If you want to hear Josh get into his alternative bag, if we should go Man. there for episode two. Maybe we should. <laughs> let, us know. let us know. Toxicity. We'll let, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll let you guys know uh, before we before record. But, you know, for for Josh and MC and myself, thank you guys for listening to Black for uh, two Throw Blacks. Listen to the Black Print. Listen to Black Print Radio on AMP on Amazon, and we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks with another episode. Peace out, y'all. Peace. And uh, also, big shout out to uh, Jeremy over at uh, DVD Couture for providing the clips today. Um, Man, just 
iconic moments yeah. in time from yeah. 50 and just G Unit and just everything from uh, a lot of that stuff was like shit that 50 was actually shooting himself. Yeah. Which just makes sense for him to have like this is 50 TV and all that shit. Like he actually was thinking ahead of the vlog era. So he, he saw what World Star did and and he was able to kind of capitalize on that on, on on his own. And again, it speaks to his entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. which is which is an underrated part of his game. But once again, if you guys are on YouTube, you'll be able to see these clips provided to us by DVD Couture. Shout out to shout out to everybody behind that and, and just you know yeah. helping this show become way more legendary and hopefully we can do more with them in the future.